0: If you remember last, last week, we talked about the challenges of the middle years, uh, the different things that it brought for men and the different things that it brought for women. I uh, had a lot of comments after service on that about uh, people trying to cover up their silver hair and gray hair. Uh, look at you. I <laughs> uh, had a lot of comments uh, about that and, and uh, this is why we do that and, and all these things. Talked about the men as well. Um, I believe we, we uh, ended talking about uh, the challenges and, and how people you know, do different things. They try to dress young and dye their hairs and uh, all this kind of stuff to try to take away the process of getting old. Um, now, I'm going to tell you, there ain't no way to fix that. Uh, you can't stop getting old. It's just going to happen uh, but we have to what's the saying you have to grow old Grace. gracefully That's what we should all want to do is grow old gracefully and be proud of being old. Uh, and a lot of times people don't don't do that uh, but how do we meet how do we meet these challenges in our, in our life? Um, Paul said, That if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. First Corinthians uh, chapter three, verse seventeen. He's destroyed the temple of God as holy, which is which which temple you you are. Uh, Talking about sinful activities. Um, Learn to trust God's promises. How are we going to deal with these changes that's coming in our life as we get older? Uh, The aging process and. A lot of things that come with that, health and, and those types of things. We've got to trust in, we're, we're, you know, we need to understand for sure and know that we're in God's hands. Romans 8.28, you're very familiar with that. Um, you know, he, he he's going to take care of those who love him and put him first. And we need to come to the realization that we're going to live as long as what? God wants us to. Whether it's Fifty years, seventy years, eighty years, hundred years—whatever the case may be—that's that's that's where we are. Um, what, is the, what does what does Scripture say about worry? Can it change or add what? Cubic. One cubic? Yeah. You know, we we worry about those things. Uh, so Second Corinthians, we have to have the Paul uh, Paul attitude. Second Corinthians chapter nine or uh, twelve, verse nine. Paul had a what? What did, what did he say? A thorn in the flesh. We don't know for sure what that thorn of the flesh is, but we know what it stood for, right? What it stand for? Something what? Something hindered him. Whether it was his speech or whether it was whatever the case may be, I don't know. Health problem, I don't know. Eyesight. Um, but he says that Paul prayed how many times? Three times that the Lord would what? Take it away. away. And his answer to him and Paul writes it, he said, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly uh, therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace is sufficient for thee. I think that's what we have to grab a hold of when Things start really piling off on us in life, and maybe we're getting older, and uh, we we just don't we we just don't get around like we used to. and We got some health issues, and we got this, and we got that, and we might even have situations in our life that we pray that the Lord would take away. But again, when we pray, what should we say? God's will be done. Now, sometimes it's hard to accept God's will or the way things work out, okay? Uh, It's hard to accept that. But we have to have this Paul attitude here. His grace is sufficient. Um, All things are going to work together for the good. But remember the thing that really counts is is the heart. Uh, we, We talked about that, having that right kind of heart, being humble, having humility, having the right kind of heart to want to do what's right, to want to put God first. Um, And and you think about, too, about the aging process. When um, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looks what? On the outward appearance. Now, what was the situation here? What do you remember? They were searching for king weren't they for somebody that's suitable for the role. yeah that the Lord. that's right um, but the Lord looketh on the heart you know I think that's something we we really need to take to heart if you will wisely choose activities to use energy more wisely uh, remember that age can bring respect wisdom maturity helpfulness and experience to draw upon Remember that as we get older. Uh, A lot of these older folks in here could share a lot of wisdom with us, but we've got to be willing to ask for it and to listen to it. A lot of times, though, we don't want to do that. We want to say, well, I've got it figured out my way. And realistically, we could get some good advice if we just listen or we just ask, actually. All right, so now down to the part I really want to talk about tonight, the challenge of marriage and children growing up. Um, Conditions that are faced in the home during this time. Now, some of you have lived through it. Some of you are living through it, you know, right now with children. Some of you are living through it with grandchildren. Um, What are some challenges From our older folks who've lived through this, what were the challenges you've seen? Y'all have none? You folks who, okay, let me say that again. You people who've raised children, (laughs) what challenges did you see? Balancing your time. time. I'm going to look over to my younger group. Is that still true today? All right, give me one other one. Yes? Is that still a problem today? Yes, I can vouch for that one. What else, those of you who raised children, what challenges did you see as you're older now and you look back and, and maybe it's like, oh, I see that now, or maybe, maybe something that you wished you'd have done that you didn't do that you can share with this class? Yes? Okay. That's still a trial. Allen's today, younger families, no two children are alike. I have three. Every one of them is different. We missed, I tell you all this all the time, we messed up the, what they call it, Punic, Punic Square, Punic, whatever they call it nowadays, uh, where you're supposed to have, you put all these genes together, you're supposed to get this color of hair and blue eyes and all this. Every one of our children's got three different color of hair and three different color of eyes. <laughs> so none of the percentages worked. <laughs> Uh, so um,
1: that challenge
0: that's still present what else older folks knowing what how to discipline discipline. culture has affected that is that still a problem today knowing how to discipline the right way (laughs) or the wrong way do do y'all ever feel like y'all beat your kid all the time Yeah, that's what I did I mean my sweet wife looked at me one day and she said how are we going to raise this boy and y'all know what boy I'm talking about because I ain't got one she said how are we going to raise him how are we going to do it I said we'll make it and this is after this is after he pushes the plunger on the bathroom vanity mirror and pulls it off the wall Uh, and he runs down the hallway past me going, daddy's gonna kill me, daddy's gonna kill me. And Adriana's running behind him, daddy's gonna kill you, daddy's gonna kill you. That was quite a story. Uh, So what, what else, anything else? Challenges. Let me give you a bit of advice, younger folks. I'm old enough to say that now, 52. Unless your marriage is built upon a solid foundation. Now, you know what foundation is that? Christ and God. The Bible. Unless your marriage has been built on a solid foundation, I'm just going to be honest with you. It may fall apart. It just may fall apart. I'm not going to say pretty sugarcoated. I'm just going to say that everything's going to be honky dory it just might fall apart. If it's not built upon God, the word of God, of how to raise your children, how, to, uh, how a father should be in the home, how a mother should be in the home, how the children should be in the home, all directed by the word of God, it just might fall apart. Are we seeing that today? Every day. Every day. I work with children who tell me... <laughs> That mama is drinking beer again or whatever the case may be. Um, statistics show that at this time in the marriage in a home is believed to see to be the most second most second most critical time for the breakup of marriages. A lot of factors bring into that. Financial strain is at the peak. Can any of your older folks vouch for that? That when you had had children, that's when your financial strain was at its peak to raising children. I mean, we're kind of seeing that right now. I mean, we've got one through college, one in college, one in high school, and one going back and getting a master's. Uh, Financial peak right now. And, 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 you know, it's coming later for us, 52. You know, I'm I'm sitting here. I can remember the day when when Adriana was born. I was like, man, I'll be... 50, whatever, when she graduates or 40 something, I'm like, man, it's going to be old. And now it ain't so old uh, when I look back on it. Um, but again, this is when the physical changes are setting in and must be dealt with, psychological problems dealing with the aging process, and, and even sexual changes in, in the marriage brings upon stress. Today we, in our training we talk about stress on, on our children. If you're stressed with it, guess what? Your children are stressed with it because they know. They know. You can't hide it from your children or your grandchildren. They know. They are a lot smarter than what you give them credit for. Uh, I told you all last week, I know a lot of times I know more about homes than the people living in them because the kids talk. I mean, they say, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, and they look for somebody to talk to. But, but again, divorce and breakups may come because of a lack of satisfaction um, in the present situation, no longer desire uh, to endure the situation. Uh, it's considered the easiest time for children to deal with a breakup of a home, and there's really no easy time. A lot of people say, well, we'll do it while they're young, and it won't affect them as much. But that don't work either but it does affect them. Um, And often in your marriages and in your home, if one of the party feels neglected in any way, they seek seek, uh, understanding and comfort and someone to listen to them somewhere else. And you know what that leads to, right? It leads to deeper involvements with those people. Um, because no, one of the best advice I can give you to your, your younger folks in middle age and whatever is communication, 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 communication. When you stop talking, st- things tend to start falling apart. Now, I told you a weeks ago, you can fall out of love as quickly as what? You fell in love. Why? Because you stopped doing the things that you used to do to help fall in love. Those little bitty things. Um, you know, it's still good to do those things, especially during these challenging years. Because children bring on stress. Uh, they're a blessing, but they bring on stress. Uh, they put a strain on the home. When they're little, they demand what all your attention, just about. Then they start getting a little more independent, and they still what demand a lot of your attention. Um, this is the common thing in our home, Mom. Anybody else ever hear that from Jason? You said you said you hear that from Jason. <laughs> Mom, where's this? Where's that? Mama knows where what everything is, pretty much. Uh, it puts a lot of strain on it. Um, teenage year or the middle school years or below or whatever. You know, let's talk about that for a second. If you got kids, you got some of you guys got kids in elementary. What kind of strain do you see? Neediness. Have we got to the drama yet? I can't remember. When did the drama start, Friars? Third grade? Middle school? Middle school, the drama started. Oh, man, puts a strain on the home because you're like, my kid is like falling apart emotionally, and what's happening? You know, what what we're we gonna do? Um, so, so again, you know, those teenage years—that's when some of the greatest problems occur. <laughs> we're living that. Uh, we've been living it. That's some of the greatest uh, challenges on the home right now. Um, some parents face very stressful situations because of their their wrong actions. Now, sometimes we won't blame it all on the kids, but sometimes we face problems because of our wrong actions of what we don't do or didn't do or how we did it. You see know what I'm saying? Uh, again, also their children's wrong actions and decisions, or even both combined, we could say. Um, So when these strains hit, something usually gives. How to meet those challenges. Of all times, this is the time to be closest to God. Okay, don't turn your back on God when things start falling apart in your home. That's the number one thing people want to do. Is when things start falling apart, they want to start what? blaming God and leaving God. That's when you need to be the closest. Uh, Don't fall into that trap. Um, Marriage should be worked on Early. Because I'm going to tell you, it's not if they come, it's when they come. You younger folks got younger kids and things, it's when they come. Because it's coming. You're going to have drama. You're going to have problems. Your children, no, don't ever say, my child will never do that. That's some of the worst words you can ever make. Because just as when you say, my kid will never do that, (laughs) guess what? They're going to do it. Uh, So be careful with those things. Now, children need to be well-trained and prepared for their teenage years. Now, the key word there is well-trained and prepared. Let's talk about that for how do you prepare your children. Let's make it spiritual. How do you prepare your children? If you want children to grow up to be good citizens, good students... Take them to church services. Be examples for them. Right. Right. They got to know what's right and wrong. Bring them to church. Bring them to Bible school class. Because there's no better way to rear and teach your children from what? The word of God. And now what I've always said about... You know, being an example to them. <clears throat> I've always said this. Uh, what's something uh what's something somebody likes to do? Bobby, what do you like to do? What's one of your favorite hobbies? Other than cooking for Page. Landscape <laughs> <laughs> don't even open that up, man. That's an inside joke, man. She puts something on Facebook. She's out here working on all this landscape. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't like to stir up things, but I just asked. I was like, where's Bobby at? I don't see Bobby in that picture anywhere. She's out here with gloves and sweating. and uh, Going to the lake. Say fishing, okay? Let's say, What's important to you dads? Guess what? It's going to be important what? To your children. Would you agree? Does your boys like to go to the lake? Uh, what about you mamas? What? What do you like to do? Go shop. Let's say go shopping. Do you girls like to go shopping for the most part? Like to go spend money? Yeah. So what's important to mom is important to what? The girls. What's important to mama and daddy will be important to children. Now, let's throw in God. The question we have to ask ourselves, does our children see God being important to us? Let me, ask, let me ask you as a parent right now, just nod your head yes or no. Do you want your children to love God and always put him first? Just do this for the no, yes, and this for no. Not a one of you done this. Wouldn't be here tonight if you did. You wouldn't come week after week after week after week after week, after week. If you didn't want what's best for your children, wouldn't be here. So the question is, wasn't if, if all those things are important to you and they're important to your children, but are they seeing God important? That's the that's the question. Are they seeing God important in your life? <clears throat> uh, what about how we talk? Profanity. Now let's ask this question: If your first grader, second grader, third grader, whatever heard you heard you use a curse word and then they come off with a curse word, what would you what would it make you feel like as a parent? Huh? Pretty low. Pretty low? Let's say let's just for instance. Let's say they see you drink a beer. And let me tell you, you can put it in a red cup all the you want to. They still know what it is because they come to school and tell me. <laughs> so anyway, if your child this year or next year started drinking beer, could you blame them? them I realize say. I told you where I come from. I had a daddy who had a beer in one hand, a cigarette in the other, and threatened me with an inch of my life if I ever touched either one of them. But what kind of message was that to me? It was mixed. <laughs> it was like, really? You're telling me not to do that? And you're sitting here with one in your hand while you tell me that. That's not, a good, that's not good parenting. Okay. I just want you to think about that. If your children done what you do right now, whatever it may be, would you be okay with Maybe when they got older, maybe it's about church. Maybe God's not so important. And maybe that child ended up down the wrong path on drugs. How many, I can't tell you, at the years my good wife and I have sat with parents in tears through the years and said, man, where'd I go wrong? What did I do? What did I not do? again, one of the one, number four questions I asked, and I said, how faithful were you to Bible school when they were little and to church? Did they see God being number one in your life when they were little? You can't start when they get in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, tenth grade, seventh grade. Can't You can start and try, but it's going to be very, 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 very hard for you to turn them around. It starts little. So, anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Anxiety over children must be dealt with within prayer to God. Does your children bring you anxiety? <laughs> Jason, really? Jason's eyes got really big. Uh, it's hard living in the house with a lot of all women, ain't it? <laughs> uh, Micah was my saving grace. Um, they they do, but but aren't they a blessing? That oh, wasn't God. Wouldn't God good to you? Exactly right. Blessings the Lord they may they may wear us down but we love them knowing because if we didn't I'd have to turn you into the authorities <laughs> yeah worrying about our children I can understand at 52 while my mother <clears throat> would never go to sleep before I got home. She would never go to sleep. She'd always be awake. She may be laying in bed, but she'd always be awake. I know why. I know why my grandmother said, there ain't nothing good out there on the town after about 10 o'clock. I know why she said that. Because you know why? It was true. I'm really concerned about those people you're hanging around with. I've seen your behavior change a little bit. Now I know why. I know why they said those things. Because I got children. Children bring on a lot of strain, but they're blessings too. In our middle years, it's a, it's a time of staying to true commitment. Don't be blinded. A lot of parents today are blinded. They're blinded by the fact that my child will never do that or that if I ask my child something, do y'all, y'all know, y'all? Uh, y'all I do not say you all children, do y'all know children know how to lie, right, at a young age? They do. They do. And it's okay to question them and say, are you lying to me? It's okay to go back and double-check them And they'll say, why are you double-checking me? Because I don't think you're being truthful. I've always told my kids, you lie to me one time, it takes a long time for me to get over that, to fully trust you. So anyway, middle years. they're, They're great years, but they're strenuous years. Guard your homes. Guard your marriages. Guard your children. Guard it with God's word. That's the best advice I can give you. And know the trouble's going to come. And it's not always what you didn't do. The world affects a lot of that. So hang on to that. I see the kids out there, so I've got to stop. Thank you for your time and your comments.